Do you feel nervous or anxious? Maybe you get crippling anxiety and you just want it to go away. Maybe you've had a panic attack. I had one of those. Well, you're in luck because today's episode, have <laughs> we're going to be talking about how to end anxiety. This is the Existential Stoic Podcast. I'm Randy. That's Danny. What's going on, Danny? What's up, Randy? Yeah, you know, the first time I ever had a panic attack caught me completely by surprise. I had no idea what was happening, but I was freaked the F out. I thought I was dying the first time I had one. I literally thought I was going to have a heart attack because I'd never had one before, dude. Like, you know, like a really bad one. I was like, oh, this is yeah. the end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and it can feel really bad. I mean, it, there's a whole spectrum from just like borderline anxiety to just all the way full-blown. You can just have a thing. So fortunately, today we're going to be sharing a few tips for how to end anxiety. Yeah. I guess I'll go first since I introduced. Uh, my first one is drink water. So from from the book, if you have anxiety, there's a really good book called Dare. And in it, he talks about how a lot of times anxiety comes from our body just being flooded with these stress hormones like epinephrine and norepinephrine and all these other things that are fight or flight hormones. And many times it happens after a night of drinking or it could be other things could just be dehydrated. But drinking water is one of the easiest ways to help combat it. And definitely, if you are not properly hydrated, you are more predisposed to feel anxious. So just knock back, you know, a liter of water and you'll be good. Huh. Yeah, that's a really good one because it's really practical. And, you know, like it is funny, but it does like water helps your body also get rid of stuff. And it's like, you know, it makes sense, right? You want to have hydration. You want to be, I mean, that's the other important thing too with anxiety is if you can keep yourself like, healthy with other things you're generally going to at least improve your chances right and i learned that the hard way too that's a good one though um my first one is actually kind of derived from that same book which is like it will pass so try to welcome it like you know i know like if you've we just mentioned when we started like our first time having like didn't know what the heck it was like it's scary but if you've had panic attacks before if you have anxiety like once you know what it is you also know that it will pass at some point. It feels like it's going to last forever, but it really isn't. So if you can try to welcome it and try to like, try to actually like lean into it sometimes that can help you just get through it. And also just prove to yourself that you can make it through that moment or that period of time. And it will, you'll feel better. And that can kind of take the, uh, the stress off. Yeah, that's a good one. Cause I mean, rarely do people die from anxiety, but <laughs> they may die from the reaction to it. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, So my next one is breathe. And this is one of those things where when you're having a panic attack, (laughs) generally, or just anxiety. (laughs) Yeah, very, very short breaths in like the top of your chest. So if you can, you know, have the conscious, the self-consciousness or self-direction to be able to take like big belly breaths, great. But if not, this is also a directive when you're not suffering from anxiety at the moment. So Breathe through meditation, breathe through Wim Hof breathing, go outside, take some deep breaths and just make it a regular habit because that will help clear out a lot of these anxious things that are floating around in your body. Because believe it or not, a lot of transactions go on in your lungs with your blood system into the air. And so actually getting in big breaths and also it helps stimulate the vagus nerve, which helps you rest and digest. So that also is helpful. No, that's a good one. You know, it's funny. I, I know myself, I tend to hold my breath sometimes, like before stuff's going to happen. And like once I realized that, that was helpful. Like I didn't even realize I was doing it. You know, like you just like, it's weird. It's one of those things where you just don't notice it. And that's the hard part. So I think you're right. Like 
reading and doing it when you're not anxious is a good idea because just becoming more aware of it. And when you're more aware of these things, you're in a better position to handle it when something does happen, you know, and it gets kind of like to that fight or flight mode. I like that one. My next one, too, is more like on the um, how you're seeing the world side. But remind yourself, too, like the reasons the situation is normal. You know, like I know a lot of people get nervous calling people on the phone, meeting new people, going to gatherings with a lot of people. And if you just like remind yourself beforehand, like, oh, it's just this, you know, it's just a normal thing. I'm just calling a delivery service. I'm just seeing my family or I'm just seeing like friends like it doesn't have to be stressful. And yes, that might not totally help, but at least it gives you like a, a baseline of like, this is, this is just ordinary. I don't have to stress. Everybody else is normal. You know, you're fine. <laughs> I think, I think that's a really, really good one because people have this illusion of like an anxiety free life or an, a life free know, of okay. discomfort. Like I heard someone talking about it the other day, how they were talking about when they, you know, they used to have this fear of public speaking. And then now like they're feeling that everything's going to be get better. They're going to be able to get on stage without any discomfort, any anxiety, anything like that. And I'm like, how about just getting on stage with the anxiety and with the discomfort and like all that stuff? Cause you're going to feel it anyways, like no matter what, but just kind of being willing to be up there and experience it while you're up there. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I actually, uh, you know, teaching for such a long time, like, I don't experience the kind of anxiety I used to, obviously, because I've been doing it for 15 years. But I still get anxious sometimes when I walk into class. And I remember when I was learning how to teach, one of the things the school did for uh, assistant teachers was they would they would actually videotape us and then they would sit down with us. And the one thing like you realized by doing that was that like when you feel anxious, you think like you're like you know shaking violently and stuff and all. And then when they show you the video, you're like you might notice it a little bit, but it's not nearly as bad as you think. And that perception helped me a lot like you know and just kind of like dealing with it too so yeah you're right i think that's a good point mm -hmm. like it might not go away but like it will get easier to manage too mm -hmm. you're last one. Uh, oh. is it okay yeah oh is it one? No, no, okay, no. So my I, third, <laughs> I did i did two already yeah, yeah we're on our third your third got it. okay yeah so my last one <laughs> is ask for more and this is actually something again from dare but like most of us get into an anxiety loop because we we feel anxious and then we get scared of that feeling. And we're so scared of that that we basically run away from it. And that almost causes it to perpetuate. So like if you actually challenge it to bring on more, like imagine uh, Forrest Gump when Lieutenant Dan was standing on the mast of the ship and he's yelling at the storm, like, is that all you got? Bring it on. Give me some more. That type of thing. Challenge it to bring more because... Most of the time, if you can think back to when you had really high anxiety, that was usually the peak of it. It yeah. it went away after that. So, like, challenge it for more. You're going to survive it. Anxiety doesn't kill anyone. So, like, yeah. you know, just see what it can do. It's funny, too. A lot of it is just, like, it's just being aware of it and, and not trying to hide from it or run from it. Because, like, I think that's our, our, our knee-jerk response is just run away instead of just facing things, you know? And, like, that facing it makes it so much better every time. My last one is just exercise too. Just get that energy out. It helps a lot. I know like if I look back, like when I was most anxious, I also was doing the least physical activity usually. Um, and that, you know, goes together because you got to get rid of that excess energy. You got to get, you know, get your body moving. It helps so much. And then you're tired later. So you don't have that tendency towards like, you know, fight or flight and things like that. Yeah, that's a great one. Exercise will help get all those negative emotions and energy and 
hormones out of your body as well. Yeah. They say that, I mean, they say that if they could bottle up the benefits you get from exercise, that would be the most widely prescribed drug on the planet. Oh, it's like insane. <laughs> I know. It's like, it can like regrow, help you get new brain cells, help, you know, it's like everything, regrow muscle cells and stuff. It's insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So there you have it in a nutshell, how to ang- end anxiety. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, how to end anxiety. Uh, thank you so much for joining us for this quick fix, the Existential Stoic Podcast. Make sure to check us out on YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Randy. That's Danny. I'll see you later, Danny. Later, Randy. <laughs>